98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Good morning. You got Tig and Daniel. 607. A little cold as we get rolling. 44 degrees today. Did you see that Reesers sold, Daniel? I saw that. A company out of Texas. I did see that. I did wonder how that's going to affect us. Yeah, I didn't know of Reesers until we moved to Oklahoma, but uh, Reesers was started in 1963 in Tahlequah mm. when Larry Reeser bought a, uh, a little grocery store that already existed. He changed the name. It was a good name they started out with, too. Not that Reesers isn't a good name. But uh, he called it Reeser's Red Bud Food Center. Reeser's, Reeser's Red, Red Bud, Bud Food, Food Center. Center. Yeah, 1963 in Tahlequah. And obviously expanded and expanded and expanded and uh, became what it is today. I'll be honest. I don't think I've been in a store, a grocery store at least, quite as big as Reeser's that was like a family-owned chain of grocery stores, you know? Pretty impressive. And I don't know if I uh, am naive to the world, but... I also, and maybe every grocery store does this, but Reese's is the first that I noticed. You can go in there and they'll cut your meat for you. Yeah, like, that's like only I, in every single grocery well, store well, there that, is. I thought when you go to the grocery store, it was already like, if I wanted, like, let's say I wanted to get a T-bone. It was already wrapped in the styrofoam and cellophane. But at Reese's, you could also go over to the butcher and say, could you cut me up, you know, one inch thick? And then they would do that too. Am I, is that not... You need yeah, to research? pretty much every uh, grocery store has a meat department, and they'll. Well, no, because I uh, my first job was working at a grocery store outside of cutting grass. My first like actual like going to work and have a boss was at a grocery store. And they didn't have a meat department. They did, but I I knew the butchers, and I didn't think they were cutting up cows back there. It was very secretive. What do you think the butchers do, man? I thought they came pre-cut, and the butchers laid them out. That's how naive I am. But anyway. You thought a, a mama cow gives birth to a baby cow and it's already cut up into cellophane. No, I thought they did that at like a, uh, you know, like a central warehouse and then they mailed it to the grocery stores already. But anyway, uh, Reesers, well, it turned out to be pretty, uh, Reesers, like they did this thing where eventually they became like an employee-owned company. Somehow the employees there, you know, a, I guess is an incentive. Like you would kind of like start owning, you get some skin in the game. But anyway, Reesers sold to a, a company in Texas called BGC, another family-owned operation. 93 years they've been at it. So, you know, I if I was an employee at Reesers, I mean, it could be a good thing, but also it's probably a little bit nerve-wracking. Like, oh, you know, what are the new guys going to be like? Oh, boy, you know, what is their plan like? Oh, how do they think? You know, a little bit of uh, anxiety, I would imagine. Well, at least you know this if you're a Reese's employee. Things are about to get either a lot better or a lot worse. <laughs> Probably not going to be the same. You're not going to believe this type, yeah. but the Reese's that I go to on Brookside, I don't think any other uh, grocery store has this, but they have a department with fresh fruits and vegetables. They nah. call it the produce department. Dude. It's the first place I've ever known to have a, a produce department. And also they have canned goods. That's prepackaged. I don't know if that's in every grocery store now, but the Reese's I go to does have... Uh, Produce and canned goods. I loved working at the grocery store. You, you loved it? I loved it. I thought it was great because there's a lot of jobs where you only get to sit down at your cubicle and you're typing away and you're looking at spreadsheets all day. My job was to push the buggies in. And that was it. They didn't care what I did with my time. I, I could have done drugs in the parking lot. So long as there was buggies in the store, they didn't give a rat's a what I did. And, you know, if I had 100 buggies in there, then I would just wander. And, you know, I'd just go check out the cereal. I'd go in the back and Fly under the play radar football with my buddies. And then, and then, oh, well, I need to go get some buggies now. And I would go get more buggies. And then it was just so easy. But then you got promoted up to, weren't you, cashier or bag boy or something like that when a guy came in with some Grodin's fish sticks once and had I a was few, so, you took umbrage with those? Listen, man. I mean, at a certain point in my life, I was really good at my job. Not so much anymore, but I guess I did such a good job on the buggies. They're like, this Tig, he's going to be manager one day. So they sort of trained, they put me in like some kind of management program, which I didn't want any part of because I liked the buggies. And they put me in this management kind of program at the grocery store. And it was another family-owned chain of grocery stores. You know, started with a mom-and-pop operation that kind of grew, and it was in the family and all this. And... Uh, and I found out that uh, people are terrible to people who work in that industry. And I know, Daniel, you worked in restaurants and stuff. For whatever reason, people think that they can talk to you like a dog if you're mopping the floor or pushing a buggy or ringing them up at the cash register.
Like they have this air of arrogance about them. And I, I hate to, um, what's the word I'm using? Generalize a certain segment of the population. Older men, fantastic. They were the nicest. They were always fun. The ladies that were up in age, they were a little more picky and more difficult. I don't know. They were the really the ones that were kind of the rudest to a 16-year-old little tag pushing those buggies. But they put me behind the, the cash register and, well, actually, customer service. That's where you go when things aren't going well. You know, usually they're not coming up there to tell you how great the place is. They're returning items that, uh, you know, they didn't like or something was wrong with it. And I remember just getting cussed out by a guy because he had bought some, is it Gordon's fish sticks? Grodin's fish sticks. Whatever. Grodin's fish sticks. And uh, he comes up, and he's either highly drunk or something else is going on, but he's slurring his words real bad. And I couldn't even hardly figure out what he was talking about. And he slams this box of frozen fish sticks up on the counter. By the way, if you're buying frozen fish sticks, quality is not your highest priority anyway. <laughs> yeah. I guess he thought this was like an amazing seafood restaurant. And he, he's like, there's no better. I'm like, sir, I can't understand. There's no better. And finally, I found out he's, he says there's not enough batter on it. No, he said there's too much batter on the fish sticks, not enough fish product. Like, we were back there cooking the Groton's fish sticks, and that always happened. You know, it was one of those things, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. We could get your replacement box. And, and I just begged to go back to the buggies. And the buggies is the lowest on the pecking order. You are, you're, like, at the lowest of the low, and I found myself, please... I remember my boss, I said, Bobby, you got to let me go back to the buggies. I, I can't do this inside thing. And uh, they let me go back to the buggies. And here I am, entertaining you. That's quite a, t- that's yeah. quite a tale. It's, a, it's an American success story, <laughs> Dana. Grief. It's like, uh, yeah, American tale. Remember It's going to be on biography on A&E pretty soon. Oh. It's uh, 614 with Tiger Daniel, so Reesers. Up for some changes, it looks. I don't know if they'll keep the name. I don't know. We'll see. Why would they change the name? It's known That's or it's known do. here as being wonderful. I don't That's think they'll change they it. They change it all. No, because the guy in Texas, he wants his name on things. He wants to show everybody that's his store now. Maybe not, though. Your chance to win up to $1,000 with Beat the Bull. Again, 740 this morning and every day this week. Right here with Ty Gadano on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. 626, good morning, did you see, is brought to you by Dr. Hugh McDougall, Hugh McDougall Dentistry. Everything we're looking at today, it seems to involve all the schools around here and uh, things affecting them. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, good morning, Tig. Staffing issues have prompted Tulsa Public Schools to adjust the uh, grade configuration at one of their campuses. It's McClure Elementary School. The school board voted 6-0 to zero Monday night to eliminate the 6th grade and make the campus a pre-kindergarten through 5th grade starting November 8th. They can't fill the teacher positions, so they just said, uh, all right, we're going to have to switch them over to another school. Oh, you said no more 6th grade. They're going to transfer them to somewhere else where there are teachers, basically. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, the... The, they said they can't, they have no permanent teacher, and they don't anticipate being able to fill the positions anytime soon. So they're just going to have to wow. move them all somewhere else. Tough decisions, but I guess. It must just... have not been tough because this this was uh, made with no discussion, no debate. They just did it. guess they knew they had no other choice. Right. So. Wow. So no more sixth grade at, what was the name? McClure. And uh, more problems. McLean, not McClure, but McLean High School is suspending in-person learning for now. Today, and they hope to know more tomorrow, but guess what? Not enough teachers. So um, they're just having to say, like, look, man, no teachers show up. What do we do? So they're going to Zoom it today. That's at McLean High School. Now, uh, folks that get free lunches and all that, those will still be served, and you can go to the school and get those. But otherwise, no no teachers available to handle the workload. And before anybody says, well, teachers are being lazy, they're not wanting to work anymore, They, a lot of teachers were retiring due to COVID and things like that. It wasn't just because of COVID. It was because of the parents and what they say, society was 
giving them such a hard time that they were they've had enough. They retired well, they after got, years and years. They kind of got caught in the middle because, you know, some folks were like, well, you know, we don't need a mask or whatever. And then the superintendents would say, well, or whoever's in charge would say, no, we have a mask policy. And the teachers kind of got caught in between that. It was like, well, you know, my employer says mask. I understand you're upset. And they get caught in the middle. And I'm sure that they, you know, said well, enough is enough. Like I'm, I've known some school teachers that have retired. And I guess when you're a school teacher, like let's say if you put in your 20 years of service or 25, you can keep going if you want to. But I guess a few that decided that, hey, I'd like to do this for a few more years. This past year, they said, enough. I'm retirement age. I'm out of here. That's not the only thing. Bixby Public Schools is going to be closed tomorrow. So Bixby's feeling it. This time not for teacher shortages, for driver shortages on the buses. Oh, really? Yeah, so what they're going to do is they're going to close school tomorrow and use tomorrow to train the drivers they do have to do more routes. So the workload's going to go up for the existing drivers. So they're going to use tomorrow, no school tomorrow, at Bixby Public Schools. And not, it's not even like a distance learning day. Just nothing's happening. It's a day off. You're welcome, children. But the uh, bus drivers, I guess, need a day to kind of practice and get used to their new day-to-day. And they're going to use that time tomorrow to do so. So, I mean, problems everywhere. What a stressful time for the schools right now. Teachers not coming to work or just getting sick of it and deciding, I'm out of here. I've put in my service. Bus drivers. That would, the bus drive schedule's got to be weird. I was thinking about that. As I saw on uh, some national news show, this really, really smart guy that made a ton of money in his career, and he retired, you know, some type of hotshot engineer in D.C., and uh, he said, you know, I'm sitting here at the house, and, you know, I'd like something to do. So he went in and put an application to the school board to drive a bus, and they they thought... It was like a prank or something. How could a guy, you know, he'd get a job anywhere? And he's like, no, I'm on retirement. You guys need drivers. I need something to do. But it would be kind of a weird schedule because I guess you work first thing in the morning. And then you've got all this time in the middle of your day. Maybe you could drive Uber or something to make extra cash. It would be hard to find a, another part-time job that would work with that schedule, I imagine. You can't be there in the morning and you can't be there in the afternoon. So I don't know if you go home and you watch uh, The Price is Right and some soap operas, then you get back on the bus in the afternoon. And I don't guess it pays a whole lot either. I don't think it's a big thankless job. Right. You know, and kids on the bus, I'm sure they're not all just sitting there well-composed the whole time behaving themselves. It's got to be a little stressful. I, I raised a lot of hell on the bus. Yeah. I feel I mean, bad for the You, you disrespected bus your bus driver, didn't you? It wasn't disrespectful. I just, you know, you knew the guy couldn't do anything. He can't get out of the seat while he's until driving. He, until he uh, pulls the bus over and gets up and walks back there, then everybody's quiet like a church mouse. We didn't fool around. I remember our, my guy was named Mr. Ralph. Mr. Ralph had been shot, and he still had the scar wounds from getting shot. So we didn't really mess with Mr. Ralph. That is a hardened criminal? We, uh, yeah, we pretty much behaved for him. So there you go. I'll tell you who's eager to get to work, and that's Emco. Emco Termine Pest Control, Daniel. Man, I hadn't had a problem with it. You know, a lot of people, like, it's so hard, like, to get stuff done sometimes. Like, I'd call places, and I'm like, I will pay you to come over and, you know, fix this leaker. It's just hard to get people to come over because they have better-paying jobs or whatever. But Emco, it's like, you know, I'm on a schedule with them. I don't have to call them and say, hey, guys, where are you at? Like, I've got these security things on my house that, like, detects motion, and it tells me there's motion in your yard, and it tells my phone. I'm like, uh uh-oh, break in. No, Emco out there spraying. And Emco, they can get your lawn ready for spring, those lush lawns you see in the spring, and you're like, how do they do it? They get started now. I wouldn't have ever considered that. I thought you just started when, you know, the grass turned green again. Oh, no, 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 no. But Emco can help with that. Termites, my sister bought a house. Their dream house, actually. Guess what? I don't know how the inspector missed it, but uh, eating with termites. So bad so that you could put your finger through the two-by-fours when the sheetrock came down. They went into retirement just to get the house to where you could live in it. I would much rather break off a couple of dollars a month than to have to get into my 401k because bugs have eaten my house. That's right. Well, Emco can protect your largest investment, keep your family safe. It's safe for pets, 
safe for your family. Emco Termite Pest Control. Get started like we did. EmcoPC.com. That's E-M-C-O-P-C.com. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tag and Dino. How about some free tickets this morning? It's got to be like one of the number one wedding or, you know, first dance songs. I don't like when you play this song, you look across at me and then kind of like silently mouth it. You don't think I notice, but I do that you're kind of singing speechless to me. I am speechless when I'm around you. I'm like, how is this guy so untalented? (laughs) Well, that doesn't make any sense. Can't put it into words. Uh, and uh, we have a contestant today. Uh, Caller 9 is with us for Dan and Shay Tickets. We're doing this every day this week at 640 on 98.5 The Bull. And, uh, Dana, would you like to introduce our it's, contestant? Uh, Dexter from, where would you say you were from, Dexter? Copan. Washington County, man. He's up Kansas way. Yep. What's there to do up in uh, Copan on the weekends? Oh, right now not much with it being kind of cold, but we got a lake. Oh, we'll have to come check that out. Wait, wait, wait. How big's the lake? Eh, it's not terrible. I mean, it's not anything like Grand Lake or anything, but mm-hmm. it, it, it gets the job done. Good fishing? Yeah. Cool. We're coming to your house. All right, let's play. Dexter's up for Dan and Shay tickets, and what are we going to do today, Daniel? Uh, Dan and Shay, a very famous duo. I've got some other very famous duos that I'll briefly describe for you, Dexter, and based on that, you just identify those duos, get enough right, and you're going to go see Dan and Shay. Uh, are you ready to okay. go here? Yeah, let's get it on. Please don't say that. But up first, uh, this is from a Shakespeare play. It's one star-crossed lover and another star-crossed lover, a very famous duo from a Shakespeare play. Romeo and Juliet. Uh, that is correct, Dexter. Up next, Gotham's hero and his sidekick. Batman and Robin. Correct again. Uh, I feel like we did the same exact contest. We did famous duos yesterday, but uh, here's the difference, Tag. They were different duos. All right. Do you think that I would do the exact same questions? I think you got lazy in a recycling contest. (laughs) How many duos do you think there are? Simon and Garfunkel. I could go on and on and on. How would you describe Simon and Garfunkel? You can call me Al. (laughs) You're not even making any sense. I don't know. Go ahead with your Up next. Got to really think about this one. This is a famous ice cream mogul and another famous ice cream mogul. This is the same quiz. We've already been asked. You want to check the tape? Yeah, it's Ben and Jerry's. Do you want to check the tape from yesterday, Tuck? I can tell you the exact ones I did yesterday. (laughs) What do I have to fight with you for? Can't we just do the contest? Go. No, no, I'm not going to go because you said go. I don't like to be bossed around. Don't go, Daniel. Well, I'm going to (laughs) go. Okay. (laughs) Dexter, I'm sorry you're having to hear this. This is a Las Vegas magician. And his partner, who's attacked by a tiger. Oh. Is it Simon and Garfunkel? <laughs> Is that a joke? <laughs> I don't know. Is Siegfried and Roy? He had an S in there, Siegfried at least. Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> yeah. Close. That's right. Now that's a show I'd like to see where you go to Simon and Garfunkel show. They release a tiger, see which one makes it. <laughs> And finally, this might be a little bit before your time, but all of our parents thought these guys were hilarious. It's a Mexican-American stoner comedian and his stoner buddy. Oh, I know it. I know it. My mind went blank. Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong is absolutely right. Ty, does everybody's parents just adore Cheech and Chong? (laughs) I think they're hilarious myself. I thought they were pretty funny. But what was so funny? Like one time I think they had rolled a marijuana cigarette and it was made of dog doo-doo or something. And, and my, I remember my mom, who is, does not like things like that at all, she just doubled over in laughter. <laughs> it's funny, though. I guess. I get it. Well, Dexter, you've got enough to go see Dan and Shay when they come to the BOK Center. How about that? All right. Who are you going to take? Are you uh, just going to burn the other ticket and go by yourself? Or you got somebody you're going to go with? No, I'll probably take my girlfriend. Hey, what do you uh, mean probably? Who else would you take? <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably get in trouble for that one. Yeah, let's not. Make trouble. Yeah, go ahead and take the girlfriend. They don't like it when you bring another lady. Good girlfriends. All right, Dexter, thanks for listening. We're back in the morning, 640 again with these same tickets. Dan and Shay, every day this week with Ty Gadano on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center.
98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. Beat the Bull is, what, 30-ish minutes away. Your chance to win up to $1,000. Dan, if you want $1,000, you get those eyebrows fixed. What's wrong with my eyebrows? You know, nothing. <laughs> You're good. Thank you. We're having a debate this morning. Tig and I uh, love Brunswick stew. His wife likes Brunswick stew. We thought, oh, we'll, we'll get together and make some Brunswick stew. And then Tig's in the car with his wife yesterday and says, we'll go over to Daniel's house to make it. Yeah, I want y'all to go to your house. Which I think is a kind of a dangerous game for you to be playing to send your wife over to your most handsomest friend's house. My handsomest friend doesn't even live in this state. Yeah, yeah he does, and it's me right here. Uh-huh. I think you know, making, making stew together is an intimate thing. You never remember your grandparents doing that, going over. You remember growing up, your mom going to some other dude's house to cook? If somebody died, they would go cook the house, the dinner no, for the widow. No one has died. Oh. So don't you think that's a little strange for you to be doing? No. And also, if you're going to eat some of the stew, why would we not make it at your house? Because you're the one who wants the stew. You don't want stew? And you, what you want to do, see, here, from my perspective, is this. Daniel wants Brunswick stew. And if you don't know what Brunswick stew, it's delicious. Go look it up. And it's hard to find in this area. But that's fine. And uh, so Daniel wants Brunswick stew. So he calls my wife to cook it and, and wants to use my kitchen to cook it. What? No, no. You don't get both. Do it at your house. I could use my kitchen. What do you mean? Your, like, first of all, it's not just yours. Our kitchen. Yeah, now now you're changing a little tune there, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot. Uh, let's see what... Yeah, uh, so is it weird that Tig uh, is trying to send his wife, Brittany, of Tig to... Your house. To my apartment. Yeah. You're not using my natural gas. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Mackenzie. Mackenzie, good morning to you. Mackenzie, is this weird? This guy's trying to send his wife over to my house to cook stew? Okay, so I think yes, only because as a woman who cooks, I mean, are you going to have her take all of her pots and pans over and whatever else she needs to cook and bring it over to Daniel's house unless he just has everything. Daniel, so because Daniel, listen, he, he got a note in the mail that said if he comes to the River Spirit Casino every week, they will give him another piece of cookware. So for like five or six weeks in a row, he goes down there. He's got like a whole set of it now because he would go down there every Sunday and p- pick up pottery or whatever that is. That's how they're getting your money or they're giving you cookware? Yeah. <laughs> they got him in there. It worked. I got on a little streak I mean, of good luck every time I go in there. I get my free cast iron, and I'd win about four or five hundred dollars. So I think we all know who the real winner is here. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. I guess, and my thing is, I don't. I guess my thing is, I wouldn't want to cook in someone else's kitchen. I right. mean, I want to cook in my kitchen where I know how the oven works. You know, I know how the oven cooks because some ovens they're not always the same. You know. Are your burners good? I mean, I just feel like are you, are you going to supply the ingredients? Because I'm not going grocery shopping and bringing everything over. Right, Ty. Listen. You want to reap all the benefits of the cooking, and you're trying to send her away to my apartment to cook it. Wait a second, here, you're guys. Selfish guy. Wait, can we can we start from <laughs> scratch here? I didn't come up with the idea to cook Brunswick stew. Daniel came up with that idea, and he wants to use my kitchen and destroy my house that I actually. I clean nonstop. I'm like, I've got some problem or something because I can't even have a cup on the nightstand or I'll go crazy. So to think that Daniel's going to be in my kitchen with a corn kernel, whatever's in this stuff. Corn kernel, yeah. And it drives me crazy. So I'm like, if Daniel wants Brunswick stew and he wants my wife to cook it, that should be his kitchen they use. So I think the solution here is you guys can cook it at your house, Tag, no, but right. Daniel has to clean up. Okay. Daniel well, has to clean the dishes. Daniel has to put everything away and supply the groceries because he's the one who came up with this idea. Yeah, he's the or big he boy that wants hey, it. I thought you were on my side here. Right. No, she's on Logic's side. <laughs> I'm trying to be, I'm trying to compromise between you two. Are you a married lady? I am. And did your husband ever send you away to somebody else's house to cook? Some other single <laughs> attractive bachelor? <laughs> no. It'd cra- be crazy, wouldn't it? Neither do I, apparently. <laughs> All right, well, uh, she's on my side, Team Tig. She doesn't know whose side she's on. Either way, you're cleaning up a kitchen, whether it's mine or yours. I come over there, every pot and pan, I'll wheel that trash can around. Mm -hmm. I won't clean it up. I just throw it all away. All right, well. Well, he can go to River Spirit and get more, so. Thank you for the, (laughs) yeah, thank you for the call, okay? You're welcome. Also, why can't you cook it yourself? Why do you uh, immediately text a lady? That's sexist. Because me and her oh, were talking about how... Oh, something needs to be cooked. No. I'll, I'll text a lady. Wrong. Right. 
I'm the sexist wedding. You're the one like, I'll just send, you know, I'll just send over somebody else's house. I want some Brunswick's too. Am I going to we make it myself? No, I'm going to text the lady. Uh, we were talking about it and then decided, That's well, why don't did. we just make a big vat of it and we'll split it? And you're trying to be weird like one of those people back in the day that had those goldfish parties where you put all your keys in a bowl. <laughs> what? Wife swapping and all that. <laughs> why are you talking? You're so stupid. I just think it's messed up. You want something, want to use... All my resources. Now, what it really boils down to, and I've seen this happen, was so since I've been in Tulsa, what, about a year now? I really don't know a whole bunch of people. And so I would go over and see Tig's son, Mac. And uh, one time I pulled up and Tig was on the front porch and he sees me, pulls up, and this guy's face drops <laughs> when he sees me pulling up. You know, really hurt my feelings. I know like three people in town. You're one of them. And I pull up into your driveway and you look sad. You didn't tell me you were coming over. I was surprised, at the very least. So, so your look of surprise is a frown? Is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to have, you're lonely, and you want to come over? No. Is that what's going on? No, but I'm just well, saying I know the that's come the reason over. you're trying to tell her to come over there, because you know that if I come over there to cook, then you'll have to see me. No, I just, it would be nice to have the house for a second. Mm -hmm. Nobody there. All right. So we got nowhere with that. 714 at 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, we are not that far away. From uh, your chance at $1,000. Beat the bull. Is at 740 right here with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Ryan Hurd alongside Barrett Morris. That post is uh, 15 minutes away from your chance at $1,000 with Beat the, the Bull. bull. Ty, on the phone with us, we have uh, Officer Rose. He was with us out at Halloween, a yes. police officer here in town. Uh, what do we call you, Officer Rose, or what do you like to be called? Uh, you guys can call me. That's fine. Officer Rose is great. Matt's Matt's will work, all, uh, work okay, too. Well, the, Officer Rose, we had a legal question for you the other day, uh, I guess about a week or so ago. Ty and I got into a terrible fight here in the studio, and then Ty looked at me and said, today's not the day. And I perceived that I as remember. a threat. And I'm asking you, I want to know from you, who knows the law, was that a threat? Right. Well, you know, domestic relationships are people who live together, you know, or are somehow legalized together. Uh, you guys are more like two brothers, right? So uh, it would probably be more maybe a mutual combat situation. I don't really know that we have a threat or anything illegal with both of you, you know, listening this morning about who's cooking at whose house. Uh, you know, only uh, emulates your relationship of, of kind of brotherhood, right? No. Well, we've been friends for a long time, but, uh, you know, he's he's got a sour disposition, officer. And I just don't think, like I was very busy that morning uh, trying to get on this award-winning morning show, asterisk. Um, <laughs> and and he's like playing his little games with me. And I'm over here busy because I all he does is watch YouTube.com. And I'm doing stuff, and I said, Daniel, not today, not today. And I had stuff going on, and he says that I, that's a threat. Now, you know the letter of the law. If you got a call and you came over and a guy said, my roommate said to me, not today, I mean, you're not going to do right. anything. No, and knowing Daniel like I have, I definitely uh, feel for you, Ty. My my heart goes out to you. Um, I, I would say that uh, it's definitely not anything illegal i think he has his right right just to sit there and say that but once he stands up and starts to make any motions or starts to really want to get aggravated with you uh we would then again call that more like an assault right well, officer rose the battery comes in. you know you, daniel starts slapping you or you start slapping daniel to make him sit down uh then maybe you got some battery but he so, did he did um, make some motions he hurt my emotions <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like being made to feel threatened or afraid, and he did that. And by uh, the way, Ty, why don't you tell him how tough your job is when you have to turn the microphone on and off four times an hour? This guy's out in the the battlefield, and you tell him how tough it is that you have to, you know, turn the music up and down. I didn't compare the danger of my jobs to what Officer Rose does. Is your uh, bulletproof vest uncomfortable over there? I didn't. I still kind of have to feel sorry for Ty. I'm sorry, Daniel, but you know, I mean, at, at times he probably just wants to say, "Hey, step back." But uh, you know, if Ty, if once you stand up and you start bowing and making fists, 
you know, then we may have to come over there and have a chit-chat. But. By, the, by the way, Officer Rose, this is blowing my mind. Is it true that um, what'd you, when did you go pass out candy at Halloween? Uh, Every day. Fr- Friday night, yeah. you were with Daniel, right? Correct. So yeah. is this like you go out there because Daniel needs protection? What is that? Um, after meeting Daniel and get to visiting with him, you know, he only said he had three friends, which is the reason I really called in because I felt, <laughs> okay, maybe, hopefully I'm one of the three. But uh, the guy needs the guard. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's a true story. Like you're passing out candy at Halloween and Officer Rose is there for your protection. It's not, I'm not even making that up. Like you were there with Daniel, right? I was there with Daniel. Yeah, yes, right. Sir. I'm going to be honest with you, Tig. The line to meet me that night was incredible. It must have been 50 yards long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at that times, it was long. He's right. He's right. There were a lot of kids and family that wanted to see the bull. All right. Well, yeah, they didn't realize it was an explore, but uh, you know there was a long line to see you guys. Forget about the I'll candy tag. There that. was this huge line for a meet and greet with me. Right. It was ridiculous. This guy so had to we, sit we there. Just, I had to have you know, an you, guard. And you, and you have security? Oh yeah. All right. You you've listened to him, Ty. You realize well, why this a, guy needs security. He is an abrasive person, and uh, <laughs> one day he's gonna get somebody's gonna. Knock his block off because he says stuff to people all the I time. Just, and I'm like, you know, you're going to get hit because not everybody thinks you're cute, Daniel. Tig. Okay. How many years have we known each other? 20 years. Mm-hmm. How many times have people tried to knock my block off? Zero. How many times have people wanted to knock your block off? A lots of times. Many times. Tig went to a bar once and had security walk in his wife out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how ridiculous he is. <laughs> talking about me officer rose is like why did uh, i call him Tig may have a hidden side here he does you know, he threatens he threatens may, people at work we don't know. he threatens people has security walk him to his car after he gets in almost altercations uh, everywhere was, he goes. okay listen there was a biker gang after me and i didn't feel comfortable walking out to my car with uh, like a 30 biker people who were ready to kill me it was a lesbian so asked, biker gang and i had to go get security to it walk was lady bikers there. but they were vicious and i was scared and I asked the bouncer to walk me to my car. That's smart. You take a cop to Halloween. I didn't take anybody there. <laughs> All right. Well, Officer Rose. Uh, you guys are great. I will say, uh, Daniel, anytime you want to cook chili or whatever you want to cook, I'll provide the pots and pans. You're more than welcome to come to my house. There you go. Uh, yeah. and, and, I'll, and I'll clean up afterwards. Thank you, Look Officer. At that. Wow. Finally, some respect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to be like, you know, one of the three friends. That's really my concern. All right. Hey, Officer, yeah, have you heard of the uh, beat, beat the Bull where you can win up to $1,000? Yeah, you guys are coming up, right? Yeah. We're about 10 minutes away from that. Anybody that uh, could use a little extra fold of money, maybe uh, Christmas paid for, maybe pots and pans for Daniel or Officer Rose, whatever you want to do with that money, that's up in 10 minutes. Officer Rose, thank you for your time this morning, man. You guys good have luck a great out, day. Thank good you. Good luck out there in Tulsa. All right. It's 731 with Tig and 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. Kelsey Valerini, 98.5 The Bull, 743 now. And we've got a contestant for Beat the Bull, which is your chance to win up to $1,000. We continued this all week, by the way, through Friday. Daniel, who do we got today? Today's contestant, Tig. Her name is Mary. She's calling from Tulsa. She works at a doctor's office. I said, Mary, what would you do? If you want a bunch of money with Beat the Bull, she'd use it as a down payment or at the start of a down payment for a, a home. That's fantastic. That's, That's life-changing money. Great way to use that money. Good morning, Mary. Hi. Mary, you say you love wintertime, so you're loving this weather here. She says, Ty, she loves the warm, fuzzy pajamas, the, <laughs> she said, the clothing, the fireplace, all that. You, uh, you sound like you're an optimist. Yes. I am. Mary, you, where are you listening? I try to be. It doesn't sound like you're in a car. Are you listening at home? Yes. And how do you listen? Do you listen on the radio or do you listen through the 98.5 The Bull app, which is that free download? How are you listening uh, in your house? Just the radio. Okay. I just turn it on when I'm getting ready. Look at that. Well, I appreciate you spending part of your morning with us, and now it could be worth up to $1,000 with Beat. The Bull, uh, I guess you know how it's played, Daniel, if you want to give us a Cliff's Notes version of that. You'll hear some dollar amounts, Mary. They will increase whenever you feel comfortable. You need to yell stop, but you want to yell stop before you hear the bull, because if you hear the bull, that means the bull has beat you and you win bull crap. Okay, I'm ready. You know how it's played, and get ready to beat the bull in three, 
two, one. Good luck, Mary. 50. One hundred. One fifty. Two hundred. Two fifty. Three hundred. About a flight with that already. Three fifty. Four hundred. Stop. Okay. Oh. Well, look, she stopped right there. So no matter what happens, I, I was, I got nervous. <laughs> well, look at you. I don't think anybody. Well, four hundred is a lot to me. That will have really helped me. Well, <laughs> Hey, you got it. No matter what happens from now on, on uh, now here on out, I guess you could say. Well said, Doug. She's got 400 bucks. Right. Ah. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to go to the thousand because I listen to you all every day, and I kind of listen to how it goes. One thousand, then it doesn't, and it doesn't, and then it. Goes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, some people have stopped it. No one's hit the thousand yet, but I can't blame you. You got guaranteed money this uh -huh. way. You have 400 dollars, Mary. A question. This is a tough question. Thank you. Do you want to see how far it was going or not want to see? No, let's see how far. All right. Let's All right, uh, no. let's check it out. She stopped at 400. Mm -hmm. She has that no matter what. And let's see how far the bull was going to go today. 400. Oh, so that's where she stopped. Dude. <gasps> you, you played it. Yeah. You played it perfectly. I mean, nobody else has played it as perfect as you, Mary. Thank you. Look at that sigh of relief. Isn't it a nerve-wracking game? I almost feel bad. I have tried every day to get through, and oh, thank you. I'm just thinking about the odds of that happening, that she said stop. <laughs> I know. Like a fraction of a second before the bull is going to take everything away from her. Couldn't have been because played I any better. If I get through, I'm not going to be. I said I'm not going to be greedy. I'm just going to go to what I feel comfortable and what. So I'm good. Today is your day, Mary. <laughs> thank you so much. You're so welcome, and uh, thank you for uh, giving the new radio station the bull a shot. Thank you for giving the new morning show Ty Daniel a shot. And look at you, you raked in 400 bucks. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Well, so you keep listening. Well, you keep listening, or yeah, she's just like, how do I get the money and shut Hang up? On, please? We'll get, yeah, we'll get some information from you in just a second. Now are you going to stop listening over... because she won money and she's done with us? We don't want to take it over the year. You have a bunch of people showing up, with, you know, with their hands out trying to get no. some of your sweet money. I'm just kidding. You could be just like okay, Mary. Well, thank you all. You're so welcome. How <laughs> much right. money will the bull give away tomorrow? Will it get greedy? We don't know. 7:40 again in the morning, right here with Ty and Daniel. On today's Hot Country, 98.5 Dog Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. Learned something new this morning. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country. In our listening area, there's a city or a town called Copan. Guy called up uh, earlier last hour, won some Dan and Shay tickets, which we're giving away free again tomorrow at 6.40. Yeah, a guy named Dexter called and yeah. uh, asked for his address to get the tickets to him. And he said his town is so small that he has to have a P.O. box. Right. It's Copan. It's up Kansas way, like uh, pretty close to the Kansas border. So I started digging in. I'm like, I never heard of Copan. It's got uh, 733 people as of the census in 2010, at least. It's a pretty small town. And then so I really start digging in on Copan, Oklahoma. So I like these small towns. And like so many towns around here, they, they boomed 100 years ago. And then whatever resource they were mining for, you know, it went away and then things changed. And so Copan still sits there, though, and I started reading these uh, news stories about Copan, and at least in 2008, they didn't have a police officer in Copan. And because I guess it was a town, I'm reading that uh, Copan, Oklahoma, they had nobody to enforce any laws because I guess the sheriff didn't have a jurisdiction in the town, but the town didn't have a police officer. And so I guess it's like that uh, show, Andy of Mayberry, where... Andy Griffith show? Right. Why do you speak like you're an alien? <laughs> Andy Mayberry. Well, so you know, you're telling like me it was Andy. A, a lawless free-for-all. 
until this new sheriff. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a police officer, and I guess much less a jail in Copan. And so I was reading this story, and uh, this was a couple of years ago. They, they were looking for a town officer like that show. Wasn't there a drunk guy on that show that uh, knew he was drunk and he would just let him in self inside the jail? Yeah, yeah, it was Otis. Yeah, he'd right. go like, yeah, lock himself up. He knew he was, yeah, so he'd go sober up at jail. So Copan, and I, I really couldn't find a follow-up to uh, did they get a police officer, but they must have because I saw the sheriff's department ended up donating two patrol cars to the city of Copan. Because for a while there, you know, any crime... In Copan, you know, somebody spray-painted something on a wall. Yo, that's illegal, but we can't get you because... I don't know. Does somebody know more than I do on this? I'm kind of fascinated. Now I want to go to Copan. This happened a couple of hours ago, and now you've been... The whole show, you've been looking this thing up. Right. Anyway, I thought that was cool. Why the fascination? Because they couldn't uh, get a police officer there? I I fell in love with Oklahoma when I moved here, and everything that I learned about it, I just am fascinated. Like, did you know there's a city here... This is serious that, um, you know how that Chernobyl in Russia, you're not supposed to go near Chernobyl? What were they? Oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. But there's a, a city, a couple of cities, actually, that uh, they were mining for something, and then they noticed there was, like, lead in the water table and stuff. So they, yeah, I know everybody got out of there. Pilcher, Oklahoma, is what Pil- you're thinking that's about. That's exactly yeah. right. Now it's totally abandoned, and they tell people not to go there, which makes me want to go there, but right. also I don't want to run into a ghoul. So I ain't going no matter or what. Or get lead poisoned. So uh, sorry I got excited and curious about our I don't mean you get, I don't mind you getting excited, but in like two hours you're researching... Copan. Copan. Now you got me Googling it. Yeah, look up Copan High School. Hmm. They got a post office. They got a city clerk's office. And what crime could they possibly have if they don't have anything about a post office? Hope Community Church. New Life Church. And the guy said there's a lake. Copan is going to become the tourist capital you think so? We should try to give away a hotel. Is, is there a hotel in Copan? <laughs> right, I'll go spend the weekend in Copan. Let's see. Hotel. That would be a fun thing to do on social media. Oh, it's got to be, right? Yeah. Probably just some guy's trailer out back of his house or something. All this research you've done for two hours, don't know if there's a hotel there or not. I don't see a hotel. <laughs> there's a Dollar General on the outskirts. Oh, there's a truck stop. All right. You sleep in the shower. <laughs> anyway, congrats to Copan. Are you going to take a vacation out there or what? I'm definitely going to. I'll go see it today. Well, no, i got a meeting, but I will go see it this week. And I'll report back live from Copan. The Tiger Daniel Show coming soon. It's 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull today. Hot country. Good morning. We had a guy call up early this morning. He said, I'm from Copan, Oklahoma. I said, I hadn't heard of that yet. Turns out it's uh, fairly close by to uh, where we are in Tulsa. Said I got to go check out this town, and then I read up on Copan because I got curious. I'm, you know, I have a curious mind. Daniel thinks that's stupid, but uh, I like to learn about people that live here and what you guys do and where you live. It's and our first I, time living in Oklahoma, so I don't think we know exactly what it's like to live in Oklahoma because we live right in downtown Tulsa. We tried to get, we tried to learn. I mean, we've already experienced some weather events that kind of surprised us. Uh, people have been very nice to us. I've made friends with my neighbors who all grew up in Oklahoma. And, you know, we're from Alabama. But to get a true sense of Oklahoma, Tig, we'd have to get out we did. to some we, of the smaller towns. Yeah, no, we went out and slept on our ranch. So we went camping one night. You think now you're a big Oklahoma experts? Expert. So I look up this town, Copan, and it's so tiny they didn't even have a police department until a few years ago. So, like, if somebody was being an outlaw in Copan, they had laws, but they couldn't enforce them because I guess the sheriff couldn't go in there because it was a town, but the town didn't have cops. Well, the sheriff's department looks like they donated a couple police cruisers, and now there's uh, no lawlessness in Copan. So that was a fascinating story to me. And then the phone started ringing. I'm like, maybe somebody knows more about Copan. Hey, good morning. Uh, who's this? Hi. Hey. What's so on your mind? I was just listening, and mm-hmm. you were talking about the town or the city that was, like, super... Super small in Oklahoma. Copan. Um, 
I got one for you. All right. Vera, Oklahoma. Spell it. V-E-R-A. There's only 167 people, population of 167 people in the year of 2019. Oh, that's that's here, too. I mean, it's in our listening area, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see y'all have the Vera Grocery and Grill, though, so that must be nice. Grocery store slash uh, well, they grill. Actually, <laughs> they just closed down, and uh, ah. there's a new owner that just got in there. But we call it the inconvenience store because milk, a gallon of milk is almost almost $10. Oh, okay. Well, that, well, so you're out in the middle of nowhere. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> we have to go me? across the highway 75 to go to Dollar General, which isn't too bad because it's not too far from us. But, yeah, that's the, there's no gas station. Very rarely do you see any police patrols, anything like that. Does it have they a police department? You, no. It has a fire department, but that's because the town mayor person, like, owns it. He owns he a fire department? Passed away, so, yeah, he actually just passed away. So now I don't know what we're going to do about that either. you got to get a hose. Did you know also it's the uh, hey capital <laughs> of the world, it says. How about is that? There... Wow. <laughs> Vera. Is it Vera or Vera? Which way? Vera. Vera, Oklahoma. And that's that's up Copan Way, kind of. It's north of Tulsa. Let me right? ask you this. If you want to go to yeah, the grocery store, like an actual, other than the inconvenience store, as you called it, how far of a round trip is that for you to go get groceries every week? Uh, go to Owasso, so it's about 15, 20 minutes. But the alternative is if you just need milk for your kid's cereal, do you take a 20-minute ride or do you go to the inconvenience store and pay $10? Uh, I'll actually go to uh, the Dollar General, which is in Ramona, which is right across the highway, so that's only about five minutes. So I'll go This there, is why this thing went out of business. Yeah. yeah, that's the Dollar yeah. General put the inconvenience store out of town. You know what Tiger and I are going to do? We're going to get you a cow. Yeah, oh, I want a cow. I've been wanting a cow for years. It's the hay capital of the world. The cow will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, you make fun of my teeth because uh, you say I have horse teeth. Uh, those are your, do you I eat, do you eat do hay? You're going to do a hay joke. Go yeah, ahead. Do you eat hay? I mean, you did take note it was the hay capital of the world. Yes, that was what it highlighted to me because my horse teeth that you claimed that I have. Uh, so, you know, Ty sometimes has hay for breakfast or straw. He's a big straw fan. And uh, he has to get those horse teeth checked out. So he has to go see my dentist, Dr. Hugh McDougall. Uh, if you need a dentist that's going to not hurt you, number one, not take advantage of you, not scare you, Dr. Hugh McDougal is the guy to go to. Also, Tyke, it's getting toward the end of the year. Like, if you don't use up these some of your insurance money sometimes, it goes away. So now would be the yep. perfect time to call Dr. Hugh McDougal and see, you know. You know when I thought uh, Dr. Hugh McDougal was the real deal? Mm-hmm. When we lived in Nashville, you went to a dentist. And they were like, dude, you need all this stuff done. Blah, 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 blah. They wanted to redo stuff you'd already had done. And uh, you didn't do it. You came to Tulsa, met Dr. Hugh McDougall. He's like, you don't need any of that done. So, like, he's not there just to treat you like an ATM. You could save so much money, you could buy a house in Vera. You can buy the whole town of Vera after you save all the money by going to Dr. Hugh McDougall. Uh, do yourself a favor, Google McDougall. That's M-C-D-O-U-G-A-L-L-D-D-S.com. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. Thomas Red checking in at 841, 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country, your chance at 1000 bucks returns tomorrow with Beat the, the Bull. Bull. 740 tomorrow and every day through Friday. So earlier we got a call. Guy said, hey, I live in Copan. I go, I never heard of that. So we look it up. We find out Copan. How many people live in Copan? A couple hundred, something like that. Didn't he have a police force? The sheriff's department? I guess Washington County I donated a couple cruisers and I was, like, fascinated with these small-town stories around here. And uh, then folks started calling. Uh, if you think that's small, what about some other stuff? Hey, uh, good morning. Tiger Daniel, 98.5 The Bull. Who's this? Hi, have you ever heard of the town Lotse? How do you spell it's that? Lot, L-O-T-S-E-E. L-O-T-S-E-E. Let's see what that is. Uh-huh. What is it? It's a small town uh, between Sand Springs and Manford. The, uh, uh, look at this. Think, the census in 2010 says two people. Right. That's a tiny place. It's very small. Like, would you have to run against your wife to be mayor and there's a big election? Uh, I guess you would. I guess you would. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would break the tie, right? <laughs> 
Listen to this. In 2010, the only residence was somebody named Lotsi, daughter of the founder, and her husband, Mike. So the founder, her daughter and husband live in Lotsi. Uh, How about that? But the, it's the whole area of the town, Tiger, is only 13 acres, so that's not even a... You can't count that as a town. But that is tiny, man. It, this is my favorite. Even it lists the median income, and it says it's one hundred fifty-two thousand dollars. Well, there's only two people there, so we know what they make. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got to check out Lotsi as well. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks, bud. Copan, Lotsi, all of my list now. A lot of interesting places around here. That Pilcher. Yeah, I saw that where they. It's basically like. It said some people live there, but otherwise, like Chernobyl, where you just don't go there, it's abandoned mm-hmm. because of the lead. Hey, good morning, Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Lynn. Oh, what's on your mind, Lynn? Oh, I was just telling you guys we're uh, still about towns in Oklahoma. Yeah. Check out Barnes Dog. Spell that for me. Found it. B A R N S D A L L. Barnes Dog. Did I say it right? Yes. It has an oil well that still works in the middle of town. Yeah, I see that. That's cool. But this is a major metropolis compared to Lotsi and Copan. Yeah. Uh, a thousand people. I think she's commenting. I've actually seen that oil well. It's right like in the middle of Main Street. It's like yeah, right cool. in the middle of the road, yeah. and it still works. Yes. Who owns that? Is that and the city's, or does that a guy owns that? How does that work? I think the town owns it, but I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly. What do y'all just split the and money t- from the oil every month? Yeah. And oh. check out uh, Pahuska. Is oh, that about Pahuska. 20, minutes, 20 minutes north of there? How do we get an oil well, like a Tigandana oil well? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know anybody? Not off the top of my head, I don't. All right. Well, I'd like some oil. I want to be able to tell people I'm an oil man. That sounds like a cowboy thing to say. Yeah. Like, if you met a guy, and, uh, you know, I'm a married guy, but I'm just saying, like, Daniel's single, you know, and let's say you were single, and Daniel, you know, tries to flirt with you, and he says, I'm a radio DJ, or he says, I'm an oil man, which is hotter? The oil guy. That's right. See, Daniel, we need to get an oil well for you. (laughs) What if it's like a baby oil well? (laughs) Like a teeny one. No, no, like you put on baby oil on your oh, skin. Oh, you mean like a, oh, it makes baby oil. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that, that's what I need. I like to get all oiled up when I get home from work. Okay. Yeah, Pahuska. Oh, she just changed the subject. She's immediately she... getting there filing a restraining order. <laughs> mm, you can reject it constantly. She man. wanted to move on real quick. Yeah. <laughs> all your rejections are public, too. I know. It's, like it's awful. Uh, Sorry about that. Hey, good morning. It's Ty Godino. You are live on the bull. Who's this? Hi, it's Dylan. Good morning, uh, Dylan. Have you all ever heard of you all ever heard of Calico Rock? It's not in Oklahoma, but it's another small one. But it's like amazing because it's got, if I remember correctly, it's got a big old river, and all these houses are kind of on the river. Uh, the river on this big old mountain. Mm-hmm. It's real nice, but it's real small. Their hospital's smaller than my house. But it's not uh, in Oklahoma. It's in Arkansas. No, I, I, it's in Arkansas, yeah. How far away is Calico Rock? Oh, if I remember correctly, it was like we went on a kind of Airbnb trip. I think it's like four hours, five hours. It's actually a pretty big city compared to what we've been talking about. This has got 800 yeah. people. It's got a high yeah, school. It's just the, yeah, there was like one or two high schools there. And then the hospital was the funniest part to me because I work at St. Francis, so that thing is huge. Right. You get lost and in St. Francis. Oh, trust me, I did for a year. And so you went there on an yeah. Airbnb trip. Yeah, and then we went river, uh, we went canoeing and all that. It was fun. Was oh. it you and your family? Yes, my mom, dad, and brother, and yeah. dogs. See, some people, type for some reason, prefer an Airbnb over a hotel. Which one are you, Tig? Do you like an Airbnb better or you like Doc, the hotel? Doc, uh, they put cameras in the fire Detectors. When they see you coming in there, buddy, they turn them off. They don't want to see you. They don't want to see you with clothes on, much less in the nude. Uh, 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Dino. A lot of you guys get to work at 7. Maybe you're listening to work now, and you might miss out on some of the contesting we do. So, hey, how about our early risers? Well, tomorrow, 6.40, all before 7 o'clock, we've got Dan and Shay. How about that?
You might hear Speechless live, 6.40 in the morning right here on 98.5 The Bull. Man, people are so excited to share their uh, hometowns or places they've lived here in Oklahoma. Like a guy called up today and told us he lived in Copan. I got very curious. What is Copan? Never heard of it. Then uh, people are calling up with all sorts of small towns around here. What what was the place with the uh, the oil well in the middle of the city? Like in the middle of the street, by the way. Barnsdall, I think was yeah. the name of it. That's cool. I want to go meet that oil well. And then uh, people on Facebook are telling us what we should go see. This might be fun for anybody listening to go check out some. Uh, Cindy said, lived in Copan for seven years. Loved the small town life. No hotel there, sorry. So, Dana, we cannot stay. We can camp out. Town basically has a public school, a few churches, an office and a city hall, and maybe a few small businesses. Thanks, Cindy. Cindy? A lot of people are writing in. Jacqueline says we got to go try a Max barbecue in Skyatook. Your son's name is Mac. He might get a he might get a little kick out of that. Looking up something before I read it. Make sure we don't. Also, Mike uh, Beavers writes and says to look up Foil, Oklahoma. They just got city cops out there as well. Uh, Chris says look up Mullendore Ranch. For true crime fans, there's a Mullendore Murders. I don't yeah. know what that is. I, I, I don't know. Murders make me most, scared. One of the most famous unsolved murder mysteries in Oklahoma history. Oh, my God. I'm going to be up all night reading this stuff. Yeah, don't give this guy any more ideas. He's already probably made a list of these towns to look up when he gets home. Yeah. <laughs> you just might not see me for like a week. In that case, give him more names. That hurts. You know you'd miss me if I was gone. Yeah, take another hilarious phone call. I'll take one more. Hey, good morning. It's uh, Ty Gandana. You're live on 98.5 The Bull this morning. Who's this? It's this one, dude. Hey, can you turn down the radio? Yeah. There you go. Sorry. What was your name again? All good. Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. So have you guys heard of town Prue, Oklahoma? Say it one more time. I missed you on that one. Prue, Oklahoma. P R U E. Okay. Osage County. 465 yes. people. Anything cool there? I. It's really small. There's a. Uh, it's right outside of San. A lot of good fishing. Yeah, they got a dam. Lots of natural gas. We need to get in on that, Daniel. By the time of its completion, the lake covered 90% of the original town. So it's only like a portion of it left, huh? Yes. It's it's uh, outside of Keystone, which uh, if you know about Keystone, there's a whole other town underneath Keystone as well. Keystone yeah, that's what lake. they say. Like, uh, we grew up in Alabama. They did the same thing. Like, the or Army Corps engineers comes in there, and they dam stuff up, and it builds a lake. And then you hear that scuba divers can go down there and find the schoolhouse and stuff. I guess that's true here. Yes. Huh. Over there close to the old Manford town site, Tigers, where I told you I would take my dog walking, and you can walk around. There's still some, like, concrete benches and things like that. And the. Oh, really? Yeah, like, this public land, I guess I'm allowed to be on it. I'm not, I'm not even <laughs> sure, but I go walk around over there sometimes in Manford. Lindsay, where do you live? Uh, Sand Springs. Hey, what's that karaoke place out there in Sand Springs? I've been there before. It uh, used to be called Our Bar or something like that, or R&R. &R. Uh, I'm not for familiar. I mean, I used to work at Torchies, but... Torchies? Yes, it's over there off of the Charles Page. And uh, 81st Summer Ride. Uh, Dana always asks people about bars, but... Most people don't go out like There's you. Not, Most people have kids and a job. It's that not they, that I go out a lot, Tig. It's just that it's a little bar out in the middle of nowhere, and I went in there, and I was pleasantly surprised at how nice it was in there. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about now. It's uh, It hasn't been there. I think they renamed it, actually. That's the thing. They renamed it. I can't figure out what the heck this place is called because you look it up, and there's two or three different names. But it's one of these kind of places, Tig, that's just out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Now, it's called Eminem Old Time Tavern now, I think is the name of it. Like the rapper? Yes. 
So it's actually it used to be called Keystone Saloon, and I actually worked there. Okay. Uh, she used to work yeah. there. You don't know the name of the place you used to work at? <laughs> Well, it took me a minute to realize which one you were talking about it because it's changed hands several times since then. It uh, it was called uh, Keystone Saloon, and now it's called Eminem. And before that, it was like Our Bar or something like that, right? M and M, like M yeah. and M, M and M, like the candy type. Uh, I can't wait for the lawsuits yes. to fly on that one. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody's going to sue this place. There, there was a strip club that was right down the like the there's a, a a building that's down the same strip, and it used to be called Hot Legs. And, uh, hot Legs. That's not another place you forgot you worked, is it? <laughs> Did you used to work at Hot Legs? No, 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 no. She used to work at Legs, not, not Hot Legs. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> Lindsay. I always yes. end up like in a crazy conversation with you, Daniel. I mean, Me? I'm just asking I, about. I'm asking about small towns. Somehow strip clubs come up. I like to touch hearts with song, and this lady's talking about uh, ladies dancing. Naked I didn't ladies. have. I didn't have anything to do with that. Right. Well, right, Lindsay, well, uh, thanks we'll have for to calling. meet up at M and M's one night. Yeah, it's, it's still there. Uh, they got uh, some pool tables, and, and uh, uh, you, from what I understand, they have some live music. From what I, I've only been in there since it's been M and M's one one time. And since you know the people, free drinks for Tiger Dinner, right? I'm sorry, you cut out. What was I that? said? Uh, since you know Tiger Dinner, free drinks for us when we go, right? <laughs> okay, that's a no. We'll see. All right, Lindsay, thanks for the call. <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Almost like Blake Shelton can't sing a bad song. I mean, what in the world? Come back as a country boy with Blake. He could send Row, Row, Row Your Boat to go to number one. That's amazing. And Oklahoma boy. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Uh, Daniel, you know you know this about me, and uh, I don't have these here with me. They're at, uh, at Family's House in Alabama, but I have inherited a huge collection of coins. I know the slightest bit about coins. The slightest bit. And they were left to me by my dad. And with these coins, he left a note. And he says, the only people I trust are these people at this particular store. He's like, because people will try to rip you off since you don't know what you're doing. You're not that learned, Tig. You need help. So the idea is if I ever, you know, unload this coin collection, I don't even know what to do. I don't know if I want to sell them or keep them forever and see if they go up. I don't know. But uh, he said, I only trust these certain people. And I've worked for them for 30, 40 years. They know me by my first name. And uh, so I start researching this place online. And I look and I look at the Google reviews. Not the hottest reviews I've ever seen. A lot of people saying that uh, it's a coin store and also a pawn shop. And I don't know if you've ever seen that show, Pawn Stars. But we all know the show. If, and you know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. You go in there and let's say... <laughs> Let's say you have a, an original copy of the Declaration of Independence, and then they get those guys to come over who know about the Declaration of Independence somehow. They're buddies, yeah. Right. And they go, this is authentic, and yes, it was signed, uh, signed by. And then the guy says, it's worth $100,000. And then Rick, on the other side of the counter, he goes, great, I'll give you $10 for it. Best yeah. I can do is 15 right. yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, well, would you take uh, $98,000? No, I'll go to $15, and that's about all I can. You know how that works. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little concerned, even though my dad left me a note saying, well, he these said are the only dudes I trust. I said that he, the only people he trusts. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that uh, you can't have your own trust of people to take a look at the coins, I guess. You know, and I like pawn shops. I just know that they're interested in profit, too. And I understand that I won't get face value because they have to turn it around and sell it. I understand that. But I don't want to be made to look a fool. You know, like they're high-fiving in each other when I walk in there, you know, like, and they order a keg because I came in there. So what are you going to do? Are you going to take them somewhere locally, or are you going to, what, are you supposed yeah. to, like, mail them to these people down there? No, I, I think uh, we're going to take some time off for Christmas, and when I'm down there, I'm going to heave these coins up to these dudes, and uh, I, I don't know because I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to sell them to them. Would they look at it for free and go, this is worth X amount, or do I pay them to appraise them? And then would they appraise them less so that if I do sell them, they get in on the act? I don't know. I kind of think if you come walking in there with a chest of coins, their mouth is going to water. And Yeah, and I mean, it was so ridiculous, this coin collection, that 
he didn't even like label half the stuff. So I don't know if What's it's What's the label on a coin? Like it says quarter on it. What do you what do you need? Well, I thought it would be like um like, oh, this might be worth $50, and this one's probably only worth 8 You know, I don't know. Did he do that thing where he put them in the, uh, like, little white squares with the... Uh... Yeah, some of them are loose in the bottom of suitcases, man. Like, it's completely ridiculous. You and know, I don't know if it's worth, you know, if it's worth $3,000, I'd like to, you know, maybe get... I don't want to get paid $100 for the whole thing, you know? I guess you have to Google these. I don't know. My papa collected coins, and um, I thought, you know, that he would have collected... Unusual coins. No, 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 no. They just, you know, when the new state quarters came out, he used to, finger quotes, collect those. Right. Basically, the guy just had a bunch of change. I don't know why they called him a coin collector. He just had a five-gallon bucket with change, yeah. All right. Hey, uh, good morning. It's Ty Godino. You're live on the bull. What's up? Hi. I was going to tell you about uh, you guys were looking up small towns in Oklahoma. Yeah. We've moved on to a more uh, exciting okay. topic, coins. Yeah, you got any coins? <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all right. Good. That's all right. Um... <laughs> So I just got to figure that out. Is is your grandpa the guy that used to see those television commercials at night that the Franklin Mint had put out like a uh, a quarter honoring something? If it was that a wasn't coin, real money or something. <laughs> if it was a coin, he's gonna get it. He had a then tremendous end, coin collection. They really hook you because they say, but if you order now, we'll send you two coins. Mm-hmm. And you just got to pay for shipping. I don't know. So do you? What are you gonna do with these? You unload them? You give them to your son? What do you? Uh... I guess I don't know. I have no idea. I just don't want to be made to look a fool. I don't care about anything else. I just don't want those guys high-fiving when I leave. And so I'm thinking about going against my dad's wishes and going to somebody else. But I don't know if it was a wish if he just says, hey, I trust these people. Did he say, Ty, uh, you must use these people only? Not that exactly. But well, he said these are the only people I would trust because otherwise the other guys. That to me sounds like a, like a suggestion, not a wish. All right. Don't I'll you let think? you handle. I had a you just handle this for me, and then you just no, give no, me no, a no. check at the end. I'll take them to Coinstar. <laughs> you trust those? Yeah, you they trust charge you like Coinstar. Forty percent to get your. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, your life savings of coins is a uh, hundred dollars, but uh, here's your four dollars after we counted them. <laughs> it's nine oh nine with Tiger Daniel at ninety eight five the bull.